Is it recording? Yep, it's just not... Okay. It's not zoomed in. There we go. Zoomed in. Oh, that's too far zoomed in. It's what? Too far zoomed in. Okay. Oh. We're good. <laughs> We're good. Welcome to Waveframe. Episode one of Wave Friends. It's officially episode one. So thanks yeah. for coming back. If you listen to the teaser or if this is your first time, we're uh, glad to have you. This is the podcast where we talk about movies and music um, in the same episodes. Yep. I'm Isaac and this is Luke. Yep. Um, and today we are talking about Knives Out and Everyday Life. Ah. I don't know how... Does it have an alternative title in... The other language? I think it's just in it's Arabic okay, for yeah. everyday life. So oh, okay. I don't know if there's a direct cool. translation. Yeah. Um, let's talk about let's talk about knives out. Let's okay, just, let's, let's just do it. Let's dive, dive in. in. <laughs> yeah. So I saw this last week. You saw it a couple days ago. Yeah, I saw it Saturday. Yeah. And you talked to me. I haven't heard okay. your opinion. Yeah. Okay. I, I heard snippets here and there. So the knives out. The premises. We're gonna keep this spoiler free for yeah. a little bit, and we then need the plot. Yeah. Now. We will. We will notify you in this podcast when you should stop listening and jump to the music portion which will say what time to to jump to yeah exactly so we're gonna do a little bit of non-spoilers give a little plot synop Mm. of what's going on but yeah Yeah. so the the concept is similar to like a like a clue like board game whodunit or clue Uh the movie Uh um what happens is there's this this murder a supposed suicide in Mm. this in this family's mansion this rich family um, and then they're trying to figure out who did it. There's trying to figure out then the inheritance, who's that going to. Um, so there's the mixed family dynamics. Um, and then uh, there is also the detective who comes in, who's played by Daniel Craig. Yeah. And the, he, the private yeah. investigator. The private, yeah, yeah. private investigator. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Blanc. Yeah. <laughs> and one person is like Mr. Blanc. Yeah. And he's like, it's Blanc. Yeah. He, so he's trying to figure out what's going on. So we can start with just talking about Daniel Craig. Oh, my word. Um, I, so. First, I don't know much of what he's been in. I mean, my experience with Daniel Craig is James Bond yeah. and the Stormtrooper in Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. yeah, he uh, really shone. So, yeah, this, well, I've got, okay, in so Force you think Awakens. he shone. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> really, really looked good in that helmet. Oh, oh yeah. Um, but anyway, so he had a, first thing to know is he had a very strong accent, this southern drawl. Yeah. And... I couldn't decide if I liked it or not. It was fun, um, but also I, I I had trouble telling if they wanted him to be serious or if they wanted him to be more comedic with some of the stuff. Yeah. Like the, the director, if that was his, it, or if it was uh, Daniel Craig's choice. But I feel like he would just say <laughs> say things, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, it would say, like, I'm trying to think of it. Uh, I'm going to slot the, the other donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The do- they're talking about oh, donuts at one point. But yeah. and then, and then he's, he'll, he'll just say things like, like, Crime is the air <laughs> yes. in, in which we suffocate. Yes. And I'd be like, what does that even mean? <laughs> I think that's what you're supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, so if it was comedic, yeah. I think it was funny, but yeah. I thought it was maybe, like, I was like, hey, are you being serious right yeah. now? And I, so, that, I don't know, off the bat. That I, was, okay, yeah. this is my perspective of it. it. I thought a bunch of the actors had a really, 
like fun time with this movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. like Tony Collette, who plays the like kind of Instagrammy like mom who okay mm-hmm. who wears like the feathery dress, flowery dress yeah. is not mm-hmm. feathery. Um, she like you know was in Hereditary and had to give like an Oscar worthy performance and and there's. Um, you know, Michael Shannon, who was like Zod. And, yeah, and, yeah. And I loved him yeah. in this. I thought he did great. And he, he actually, I thought, for the most part, gave a pretty grounded performance. He was, I say, one of my favorite ones. Yeah, and 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 I, you know, you can just tell Daniel Craig is probably tired of being James Bond. Yeah, like, definitely. Well, I think he's said that, hasn't well, he? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But also, he's got a kid now, and like he's been through a lot of stuff. I think people just let loose on set. And I think Ryan Johnson... Like, he'd probably be like, yeah, like, just guys, like, uh, just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, well, it, yeah. yeah, it is an all st- I mean, it's an incredible oh, cast. Incredible. So, so good. And I think Daniel Craig, I know him from Logan Lucky, which is a Steven Soderbergh movie, which not a lot of people have seen, but it's so good. It's got, like, Adam Driver and Channing Tatum, and it's really okay. good. Um, and uh, I know, obviously, James Bond, and, I mean, I've seen him maybe in a few other things, but not a ton. Um, but I, I loved, I just didn't take him that seriously. Yeah. I actually mm-hmm. didn't take him that seriously. And so I just was on this, like, it wasn't a roller coaster ride that's gonna, like, make your heart feel like it's 18 feet behind mm-hmm. you, but it was fun. Yeah. I thought it was, it was fun. so fun. Yeah. And if, it, and I don't think, I want to hear your opinion on the movie overall, mm-hmm. but for me, it was just like, oh my word, I can think I, I could like be in the present in this in this movie I didn't have to think like oh what's it what's gonna happen like eight scenes from now yeah. I could just be like just take me on this fun ride yeah I think that, yeah. that that's the I would say the proper mentality you should go into yes. that movie with yes. to enjoy I think like I think I didn't share that and that's why maybe I'm a little more yeah. hesitant to really get behind it but like, like so overall I think it was a lot of fun like uh-huh. you said um, between the performances Chris Evans I, oh, I yeah. loved Chris Evans' yeah. character and I love I tend to love whatever Chris Evans does in uh-huh. general and it's fun like I don't know so what he's most known for Captain America now which is this you know upstanding righteous man yes. and his character is not yes. that in I this. thought they took <laughs> advantage of that a little bit yeah um, should, we, should we just dive into spoilers I'm trying to think if there's anything else important to say. I thought the main girl Anna, like DeArm, whatever oh, her name yeah. is, it she did phenomenal. So the lead, yeah, the lead is yeah. is the the nurse yes, to, to yeah to the to the man who who uh, dies. She really had to go through a bunch of emotions. Yeah, emotions. she did a fantastic job. Yeah, she really did. Um, she grounded the movie. Yeah, and she had, like and when you're up with all those big names, yeah. like that's that's daunting. I probably yeah. feel like for and her, she did phenomenal. It, for me, it was her and Daniel Craig yeah. that made the movie like. I attached most to those. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but the last thing I say before we do spoilers is I'll say, uh, for me, it felt like uh, the whodunit was, it, like it was a movie that was whodunit, and yeah. the parts that engaged me most were the parts that weren't focused on the whodunit, <laughs> which made me feel a little conflicted <laughs> on if I liked the movie. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for me, I grew up watching occasionally like Murder, She Wrote. Okay. I don't know if you know know what that is. Nothing. You know the little teapot in Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. The voice? Okay. And, and she's like in a bunch of stuff. Anyway, she for like probably a decade, it's like one of those TV shows that like your aunt or grandma would be super into. That's just what we watched when we were younger. It's just, 
She looks like a, a classic, like, older woman mm-hmm. who just solves crimes. Okay. And, you know, it's, uh, like, every week there's a new murder mystery to, to murder she wrote, and she, like, writes about it on her okay. typewriter. Oh. Literally in the movie, Knives Out, the mother of Marta is watching Murder, She Wrote. Oh, seriously? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so cool. I was like, whoa, Murder, oh, She Wrote. Right? And yeah. the person I was with, I was with Jordan, and, mm-hmm. and, and... and I was like, murder, she wrote. I was like, nah, he's not going <laughs> to know what that is. Um, but, but like, you know, to a certain point, a person's not going to witness or be a part of a murder like 1,400 times in their life. So you got to get into the camp yeah. a little mm-hmm. bit. You got to get into the fun, mm-hmm. goofy nature of it all. And there's a bunch true. of tropes yeah. and stuff. And it's just like James Bond where you're like, oh, I want this out of yeah. my James mm-hmm. Bond movie. Mm-hmm. I pretty much got everything I wanted out of this oh, Knives sweet. Out movie. Okay, yeah. I'm happy for you. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. All right, spoiler time? Yeah, spoiler time. All right, time. if you don't want spoilers, <laughs> jump to... 21 minutes and 11 seconds. This time. We just left a blank for that time, so... Oh, okay. Are you going to yeah. edit it? Uh, yeah, we'll edit cool. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah... So I thought it was a cool reversal of like, you know, it wasn't actually someone in the family who killed him. Mm-hmm. It was just like people in the family who like tried to frame it on somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like Chris Evans, his character is so in the thick of it. And yes, he tried to murder. Did he actually murder him? Right? No. Well, no. no. So... So yeah, if, oh, yeah, if you've seen it or if you don't care about spoilers, suicide. what happens is is the nurse has to give him medication each day. And this day. older and then, gentleman, yeah. who's the grandfather of all these family members, mm-hmm. yeah. and and then Chris Evans is one of the grandsons wants to kill him, and what? So he flips the the medications that yeah. she has to give, yeah. um, but she like with her nurse instincts, being familiar with the medication mm-hmm. without even looking at the labels, mm-hmm. like sees the difference and actually gives him still the correct one, yeah. even though they were flipped. So then, but then, she, but then she sees the labels uh-huh. and she and thinks, she's "Oh convinced. no, yeah. yeah, I just shot him with a ton of morphine and he's got ten minutes to live." And she's so pure hearted. Yeah, and and he doesn't want her to get in trouble. This this grandpa and he's a really nice guy. Yeah, Christopher Plummer. Yeah, yeah. He was also in Force Awakens, oh. right? Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's was, Max von uh, Sydow. I, I don't know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christopher Plummer was the guy. The they yeah, they look very similar. Christopher Plummer took the place of Kevin Spacey in that one movie, and there was a bunch of memes about it forever. Like Kevin Spacey got canceled, and then, oh, okay. and then Christopher Plummer took his place. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, um, but then the grandpa to save her is like, okay, I'm I'm gonna commit suicide, and you have to do all these steps to make yes, it look like yes. I because or, he yeah. writes mystery novels, yeah, so yeah. He, it's always up in mm-hmm. his brain. Yeah. So yes. So that's what happens. Yes. Um. So you liked that it it wasn't a direct like murder. That yes. Was kind of the, I thought it was a nice twist, and yes, I agree with the people saying that it subverted my expectations. <laughs> I know he, Ryan Johnson directed the Last Jedi, the Star Wars episode, episode eight. eight. Um. And <laughs> there's some polarizing yeah. opinions on that. <laughs> we won't talk about we that. We don't right agree now. on that right now, or we haven't. But and I will say my opinion on this movie. Or any movie is subject to yeah, change within the day or within the week, mm-hmm. and I think that's a freeing, beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, <laughs> so, absolutely. So I just had a great time with it. It also helped that the person I was with, we had a great time with it mm-hmm. together for mm-hmm. like the same reasons. Yeah. So by the end, I was like so satisfied. Even though it's not like one of my top five movies, I gave it like four out of five stars because I just had a great time with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hmm. 
But yeah. uh, I don't know. I'm blanking on the name, but the uh, person who was in like the Halloween movies, she wore the like pink slash purple like like uh, suit. Like yeah, mm-hmm. like uh, she she did a nice job. I thought. I mean, I have seen she's the one who does all the yogurt commercials yeah 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 so lady i totally know her name her name in halloween movies is like laurie stroud or something like that but i'm free. i want to call her judy dench and she is not judy dench so <laughs> um but yeah i mean i just thought like you could tell it almost felt like more like a stage play oh also i was reminded of the last jedi a little bit because the when they were talking to the cops um about like the night that it happened, like the birthday party, mm-hmm. there would be different like scenes, flashbacks were shown. Mm-hmm. Like they'd be next to the grandfather, mm-hmm. even though maybe in reality yeah, they probably weren't. That, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. And, and in the midst of that, it did get off. I think right to a big start when yes. you got a lot of characters to keep yes. track of, and it did take me a second to mm-hmm. get. True. Uh, like, focus on all of them. But I thought the names names next to the people were great, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, I mean, there's just so many little things where I was talking about this with Jordan, about, like, you know that's foreshadowing, you Mm -hmm. know that might be a red herring, Mm -hmm. but it's like, cool, I know it's going to be that, but then it wasn't in the way I expected. Yeah. So, like, we both thought the blood on the shoe was going to be, like, the reason why she gets pinned for the murder, mm-hmm. but really at mm-hmm. the end it's just it's like getting minor, okay. yeah. like, mm-hmm. like I knew it. Yeah. So I thought it was very intentionally yeah. filmed <coughs> and me. scripted. It was just mm-hmm. tight. It felt like, like you know, and funny. It was really funny. It, it was uh, yeah. It has some good moments. Yeah. Uh, so you brought up like the red herrings and stuff. I don't know. I think that that was something that I wasn't as big of a fan of. In the I don't know. I like really subtle like oh, yeah. plot manipulation yeah. i don't know so like you you know like m night Shyamalan is one of my favorite directors yes, yes. <laughs> I, I say somewhat no, guardedly because i recognize that it's some stuff it. but i've owned it just m night Shyamalan is my yes. favorite director yes. so like movies like the sixth sense like yes. that's the type of plot twist that i love he has made some great yeah films. <laughs> he has made some great films <laughs> um and but with this one i don't know i felt like there were things so like we knew that the dogs barked yeah. in their accounts, and the yeah. only other time the dogs barked was with Chris Evans' character. That's the only time we saw oh, them bark. So yeah. it's like we like there's got to be something that yeah. he comes back to the house. Maybe yeah, maybe it is a red yeah. herring. But like, so you knew that was coming. I um, sometimes just watch movies with dumb brain. I yeah, watch it with dumb I brain. <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily dumb brain. No, but. I'm saying like like I didn't pick up on that. Like I was looking more for other things, and mm, and yeah. like. I sometimes like that. I think it's like a gift that I can just watch a movie and like take it in instead of being like, oh, that. Yeah, you can't overanalyze. Yeah. I was analyzing more of like the the filmmaking. Mm -hmm. So, like, when Chris Evans is talking to uh, Marta, you know, the scene starts with a close up on the like cherry Mm -hmm. glass. Mm -hmm. There were some great shots. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I was looking at like, oh, that's a reshoot because Chris Evans' hair looks different. Mm-hmm. In <laughs> <laughs> I don't notice yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, anyway, okay. it was like shorter in one scene. Oh, I was oh. like, All right. but, but I would never say that because like somebody else, it would ruin a little bit yeah, of the moment. Yeah, yeah. I think the the other thing I was gonna say on the other hand is like, uh, or another example was with the stash, or, or like when the, when she hid the 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 blood test result yeah. in the clock. Like she straight up said. 
stash and she was dying i'm like well we know where that is now like is the character really so dumb that she doesn't like that felt like dramatic irony in a bad way yeah i i didn't even know she said stash because i was like looking at the actor's performance okay okay. but something i thought that was kind of dumb was that like the chris evans character made them call him Hugh, yeah. and then she was like, Hugh did it. Yeah. And, I was, and then she thought you said you yeah. did it, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah, I totally think there's some obvious things, the but I just love how unabashedly fun it was, mm-hmm. and also, you know, you gotta bring it up, it's an original yeah. movie. It's true, it's good. And, and Ryan Johnson, like, some people hate on him, mm-hmm. but I really I'm, enjoy him. I might be one of those people. That's sometimes. fine. That's fine. Yeah. As long as I can hate on M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, yeah, okay, Ryan fair. Also, I haven't seen Looper in a long time. I've seen Brick, yeah. which is a little bit like this movie, um, but yeah, uh, I think yeah, the Ryan Johnson I've seen Last Jedi, uh-huh. Looper, and this. So I'll say. Mm-hmm. I appreciate some things he does, but none of his movies I've seen have let me left me completely satisfied. <laughs> I will say this movie, compared to Last Jedi, made me more satisfied. Mm-hmm. I think okay. because Last Jedi probably had some higher highs than this movie for me, but it definitely had mm-hmm. lower lows. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to ask you what what do you think is the role or like what is when is it good for a movie to try to be relevant and oh, place itself in time, yeah. or when is it good to try to avoid that and be more timeless? So like. In this one, for example, I, it felt very heavy-handed to me trying to be relevant with heavy on like Instagram, yeah. vaping. Yeah. Um, uh, there was some political stuff yeah. like referencing Donald Trump, not by name, but uh-huh. very distinctly oh, like you know what it is. Obvious, yeah, very yeah. obvious. So like, yeah. do you think that that's going to age well? Will it, will people view that? That's hard. Um, I think if what I tend to want to say is like if your script is solid besides that, and obviously that is a big part of it, if your script is solid, it will age well. Mm -hmm. So, for example, the mystery of it, I think, ages well and didn't hinge upon, like, Instagram or something. Mm -hmm. And you didn't, like, see a close-up of, like, somebody flipping through Instagram or something like that. Um, And you know these archetypal characters of, like, by now it's a stereotype of, like, the zen lady who is super into, Mm -hmm. like lifestyle choices Mm -hmm, and stuff mm -hmm. so it just seems like he chose to make a movie that is you know wanting to be relevant and it's your choice whether or not you're going to decide it's relevant i feel like he did make it relevant and it was it was it felt to me refreshing in a way because the setting was so like archaic uh not definitely not archaic (laughs) the opposite of archaic yes no what i'm saying like I what why that came to my brain was like it seems old fashioned okay. and like yeah you know it's giving off the look of like a nice clue movie mm-hmm. but th- it's modernized it's mm-hmm. a modern take on that so I think that's exactly a good metaphor for what he wanted to do with this movie like a nice old fashioned murder mystery who done it but with a modern take a modern spin and you know he every movie <laughs> in my opinion is political and mm-hmm. like you know you're able to f- like if you want to usually find out what the director was trying to say but the beauty of it is that you can figure out through like evidence on the screen of like what you think its message is so i don't often like search like what like the director's motive was for making this movie but i happen to follow ryan johnson on twitter so like i know <laughs> i know a little bit more about ryan johnson than other people and like i've listened to him on a podcast before and i just like respect the guy a lot um 
And I'm trying to think. There's one more thing I thought of I wanted to say, but I can't think of it. Um, but I liked the... the Because it's... You know, he's got something to say. And these are stereotypes that need to be pointed out of, like, rich white people. Mm-hmm. And, oh, what I was going to say was my, one of my favorite lines was when Chris Evans was like, like, throughout generations, my family's had this house. And then the guy's like, what? You guys bought it in the 80s. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty funny, yeah. <laughs> and it's pointing out flaws that need to be pointed out. Like, uh, you know, they always got wrong. Marta, where she's from. Mm -hmm. You know, that's insensitive. Mm -hmm. I mean, and funny in the movie, but it's also like, hey, if you actually really cared about Marta, you'd know where she's from. Mm -hmm. Like, they always said that she's part of the family, but then they'd be like, hey, come on over here and talk to us about this, like... Like subject that we're not generalized issue to you. Exactly. Like, hey, immigration, you need to talk about this. It means that like they're just using her as a tool Mm -hmm. to win an argument. Yeah. And it's like that's not okay. Yeah. And the whole my favorite part of the movie was a little bit like Baby Driver. Like, the whole reason why she won in the end was because of her good heartedness. Mm -hmm. You know, like Baby in Baby Driver, like helps the old lady in the street or whatever, Mm -hmm. and they don't play by the rules of like cynical yeah. m- manipulating people and I just love that I think that's like the heart of the movie I, yeah that, that did bring a good element a refreshing one that I liked as well yeah which connects to everyday life oh yeah yeah, should we, yeah we're looking at t- okay yeah. yeah we should okay let's move on everyday yeah. life yeah. so this was Coldplay's um, album um, first one in a couple of years uh-huh. so I so Coldplay is just it's a household name. Yeah. Like, in music. I don't know. Yeah. People bag on Coldplay all yeah. the time. <laughs> and I'm a victim. I'm a, I'm a culprit. Yeah. <laughs> so, so everybody, like, I feel like, well, our age. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we are growing up in the, like, the generation where, like, we grew up with Coldplay's early albums. And, like, I don't know, at least for me, and I feel like for a lot of other people, they're, like, Oh yeah, I remember my first Coldplay like song. I would be willing to definitely be comfortable saying they were formative for my mm-hmm. my music taste in yeah. high school. Yeah, so I mean they started out more of this like kind of like soft room rock. Yeah, got a bit more like stadium rocky, um, like with X and Y. By the time they got to X and Y, it was uh-huh. very anthemic starting, but still that rock base, and then you know Viva La Vida, of course. That uh, I feel like that that was their biggest. People flocking to the moment and they're like, yeah. "Wow, Coldplay!" That for me was probably the last time I really was into mm-hmm. Coldplay. Mm-hmm. And even then, Viva La Vida got a little bit too much of like, "Oh yeah, airplay." Yep, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, but so I think that was that was their first album where they stepped outside of the more rock driven. Well, so it's interesting. They did so back when after the first album they were doing a concert side by side with Muse and and because they're both oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah you and told me about did I tell you this. about this so yeah, you haven't told so them so. Matt Matt Bellamy the lead of Muse he's this classically trained piano player <laughs> like one of the most technically gifted writers and performers like out there I would say in pop music and, and others uh, yeah. agree with that yeah. but he's right he's showing them this new song he's working on which ended up being Newborn this very intricate piano line uh, you know you can hear the classical influence and he's showing it to Chris Martin the lead of Coldplay and they're showing each other what they're working on Chris Martin's like well crap I can't do anything like this so then he wrote the song Politic inspired by that yeah. which is just him slamming yes. on these chords he's like I can't do this intricate stuff yeah. I'm just gonna slam on these chords and I'm gonna make just it good just banging the keys yeah. so I think yeah. that's I I just think that's funny yes. I think it says a lot about Coldplay too like they just own yes. who they are and yes. they're comfortable with it. And that's it, it's a strength also maybe came back to bite them with some of the backlash yeah. they've gotten. Um, 
So uh, yeah, out of Viva La Vida, they started uh, from there was My Li- Milo Zyloto, I think, which was uh-huh. more electronic Ooh, influence. Yeah, I liked Milo. Yeah, Milo Zyloto is great. Yeah. I think they start to lose a bit of their rock base at that point, though. Uh-huh. Into Ghost Stories, which I think is one of their best albums. Actually, that's the I totally chill. slept on Ghost Stories yeah. and like still am. <laughs> then you put one on one of my playlists or something like that, and I liked that Maybe. one. I it think was, it was yeah. like a one word. It's got to be the right mood okay. for it, but it's yeah. it's. I think that's a gorgeous album. I blame um, Gwyneth Paltrow for yeah. me not being into them. <laughs> so Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin were married, yeah. and then they divorced and, yeah, uh, right around that time. Viva like, La Vida was about that. I don't like Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, and then Head Full of Dreams came out, and that was their latest album. I don't think I'm missing any along the road there that we, yeah. that we tracked. Um Headful of Dreams had a fun single. It has fun, so like, yeah, Adventure uh-huh. of a Lifetime. Uh-huh. But it starts, so with, with each album, it seemed like they, they start with these really abstract lyrics that people really were drawn to. Uh-huh. Um, kind of sad sometimes. Mostly like sad. The scientists, when I, like the scientists. When I think ones. of Coldplay, like, and I'm trying to make fun of them, it's like, where were you? <laughs> <laughs> and I just love you. Just like stuff like that. Dude, I could have sworn you were Chris Martin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and his voice sometimes is like, I'm not in the mood for Chris yeah. Martin's mm-hmm. voice right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. It's distinct, which is good and bad. So. so so, that brings us into everyday life. They've gotten more and more kind of generic with their lyrics and kind of this positive, upbeat, like, hey, yeah. the world's beautiful. Yeah. But I think people really got sick of it because it's like, if you're going through a hard time, it's like the friend who's always just like, no, man, look on the bright side. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no, I can't stop. Yeah, they <laughs> like, don't... there's something to be said for optimism, but it's really, I think, when you get banged on the head with it. Yeah. You know, I totally agree. It, it's it's hard for me to want to complain about somebody being optimistic mm-hmm. and and like hopeful. So so what I really appreciated about this album, Everyday Life, was that they, for me, I don't think I think it's a cohesive album as far as musicality goes, one hundred percent. But it met it had enough elements of positivity and it and it and it faced a lot of the like actual real hard things in the world enough for me to really appreciate what they were doing yeah so yeah i i'll say as we dig into it here i love i love this album yeah. i i'm not gonna say it's perfect i'm not gonna say it's one of the greatest yeah. albums of the decade or whatever yeah. but it's i i thought it was phenomenal yeah um so it it does like you said it digs in to start it, it's not just that pure positivity anymore yes. It opens up like a Game of Thrones sort yeah, of. Yeah. Like. So yeah. So they. I mean. So reading into it a little bit as I was looking into it, they they were very intentional um, uh, with trying to incorporate different music styles, different cultural styles, in the intent of combating Islamophobia and and, and some other elements. And that's very like like you said, the cover at the beginning of the yeah. podcast. It's yeah. it's written in Arabic, uh-huh. um, and one of the songs, the title is in Arabic. They have. Um, guest musicians from over the Middle East, Northern Africa, um, and those musical influences are there as well. Yeah. Um, subject matter-wise, they dig in got politically for the... Uh, maybe they've been, had some subtle political stuff yeah. before, but this is... I this mean, they have songs, right. uh, Trouble in Town, which guns. is just straight up yeah, yeah racial, um, mm-hmm. systematic oppression, guns, straight mm-hmm. up, about gun control and such. Um, I'm a big fan of They Just Went For It. Yeah. I'm so mm-hmm. glad they did that. Yeah. Because that's what I just was like, come on, guys, you, you're a little flaky. Yeah, it was you know, just nice to see them really care about something, yes, which was exactly. fantastic. Yes. Um, they use uh, expletives for the first time in their music, which, <laughs> I don't know, it maybe 
I think it was maybe a bit of a reten- like or intentional like that. Hey, this ain't your mom's Coldplay. Like <laughs> we're coming back. <laughs> uh, not quite yeah. like Taylor Swift reputation levels of Did rebranding. She swear on that I don't think she swore, but like oh, but she went yeah, through that major like, rebranding phase. Yeah, yeah, is that what that? Yeah, is? Snake yeah. Lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I I I appreciate the freshness of it. Um, so. Uh, you, you have gore. I just think it's it's a gorgeous yes. aesthetically for me. Musically, it starts out with it, it's divided into two halves: sunset, sunrise. Sorry, sunrise comes first, then sunset. Yeah, on the roof. It's on the roof. It starts with a violin. Yes, exactly. And it's gorgeous. Um, it is yeah. so gorgeous. Listening I, to I wonder, it at sunrise wonder, is great. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many times in this podcast we're gonna say the word gorgeous. Maybe a lot. Uh, <laughs> but. I totally agree. I, I like this album a lot. I just, if I'm being honest, I haven't like dug into mm-hmm. it as much as you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It hasn't hooked me as far as, as quickly as it did you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, so it goes from sun, Sunrise, is the name of the first song, into uh-huh. uh, Church, which I, the, the drum beat seems very X and Y to me, and that was my first Coldplay. Oh, uh, okay. And so I really like that. It's not uh-huh. as sharp and crisp in the way that they mixed and recorded it. But the, the beat pattern, the driving of it, I, I thought was a callback to that, which is really, really nice for me to hear. I liked it a lot. Uh-huh. Um, then there's this gorgeous female vocalist using and that. And then you, so you see yeah. their like X and Y influence with um, a more Middle Eastern, the, the scales she used, you know, the, the Middle Eastern scale is different than the yeah. Western scale. Yeah. And, and they start to factor that in. Um, Trouble in Town. The... Could you notice that just by listening to it? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. That's... If you listen to yeah. enough styles, it comes pretty yeah. naturally. Is this... Being a music minor in college, I got <laughs> <laughs> not to say that with a market. I'm not yeah. saying that with like, oh yeah, I'm a music minor. <laughs> no, you know? no, but no, like yeah. you hear enough than oh, that, yeah. like even just from that. Just um, exposure. Well, uh, is what's it, Sergeant Pepper or something where they went to India, uh, Beatles? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. had huge Indian yeah. music. Uh, yeah. They featured like the sitar, which was uh-huh. a, is a traditional um, Indian yeah. instrument. Uh, yeah. the, the beat rhythmic patterns are uh-huh. very, very prevalent in that album uh-huh. and in their albums to come. Uh-huh. Um, Sorry, I ruined no, your groove. Not at all. Not um, at all. That's good. This is what this is about. Give yeah. and take. Yeah. <laughs> different, different thoughts. <laughs> um, so, Trouble in Town has has um, w- talking about racial oppression mm. has this this Afro beat in the drums, okay. especially in the second half. You hear it. It's like it's like Bl- Black Panther. What uh-huh. Black Panther did so well. Uh-huh. Um, it's combining the the modern elements of music with some of these uh, these elements from t- traditional African music that you don't necessarily hear in music as much although yeah. you could argue that african music influence uh, like spirituals blues which developed into rock so you can yeah. say that everything we have <laughs> links back to it is so interesting to think about who like does anyone own a sound does mm-hmm. one race or ethnicity mm-hmm. own that sound yeah. or are you being disingenuous by just like taking influence from a place or mm-hmm. people that you are not mm-hmm. a part of mm-hmm. and i don't know i think i think if you go too hard into that, you're limiting creativity. Mm-hmm. And I just love how much they collaborated. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they I, featured yeah. those musicians not just taking the style. And even visually with the album art, mm-hmm. you I love how much like quote unquote research you did on this album. <laughs> like that's the I mean when you're passionate about something you just want to know more about it. But that's what the one of the I think it's the drummer's fam or yeah. his great grandpa and his yeah. band that they then they yeah. photoshopped the current Coldplay band into. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I members. and even things that aren't the album per se, I just I just love that uh, you know, they're not going on tour for environmental reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, wow, you told me about that and I was like, Okay, I respect that a mm-hmm. lot. Plus they're at a point where 
they don't need as much yeah. money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. Um, Orphans was one of the first singles they released. Yeah. Did, I, I thought it was. Let's it sounded, talk about it sounded like heads head, or a head full of dreams for a bit, like yeah. just kind of happy, sure. Yeah. Wish wash. Um, but then you dig into the lyrics, and it's you find it's about the Damascus bombings mm-hmm. uh, in 2018. Uh, I think it was 2018, and it's. Heavy stuff. The the chorus is talking about wanting to go and get drunk with your friends, uh-huh. and so on first listen, you're like, okay, that's I guess cool. Um, I guess that's cool. <laughs> I, I have heard that from Coldplay. I'm before. totally judging Coldplay. Yeah. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> um, but but yeah, then you dig into it. It's about a, a girl and her dad who both die in in the bombings. Yeah. And it's this rejoicing anthem, so it feels out of place, but it's it's trying to get into the theme of everyday life. It's talking about. Hey, like we're just longing in the midst of war and chaos. We're longing for this everyday life where we can just rejoice and be one with the people around us. And that's another theme of the album. It's it's very we're we're all the same. Arabesque, the other leading single. Love that which song. I, it's the most. Oh, I think it's the best song that they've so come good. out with in the past decade. That one's good more. because it makes you wait for the chorus a yeah. lot, mm-hmm. and it goes into these like blah, 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 oh, and like so good. Oh, that's probably I my favorite. It's the most yeah. coming out of a, a bland period of yes. Coldplay. It was. It's been. It's probably the most diverse song that musically diverse song that they've ever released. And that it's. Awesome. That's the first one you showed me. I mm-hmm. think. I was like, hey, and you should listen to this because this, this reminds is you of the national anthem by Radiohead. Radiohead. Yeah, it has a little bit of Radiohead and, for me. And I was like, okay, I'm willing to listen yeah. to this because it's got yeah. saxophone. Yes, it's got it's yes. got three generations of a family. I think from the North African music scene. One is the the grandpas saying music is the weapon of the future in the bridge. I love that. The oh. I think the the dad is the saxophone player and the son arranged the brass parts. If wow. I have that right. Wow. So like that's just cool. Their intentionality yeah. of bringing plus in it people. came together to make a good song. Yeah. Because you can collaborate and be like, awesome. mm, yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan. I want to talk more about orphans because. That's one of the ones that I go back to most just because it is so catchy and fun. Mm-hmm. But like it's bold to make it so fun mm-hmm. and be such heavy a morbid topic. Mater- yeah. yeah. Like how do you feel about that? Is like is there morality? Yeah, no. At <laughs> first at first I wasn't sure when I saw that I'm like, "Whoa." Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know. I think with the message they're trying to create, yeah. I think I see what they're going for. But he's like, woo, woo. You yeah, know, it's it's, like, yeah, and that's what? like saying, like, they went woo, woo. Like, they yeah. they got blown up by a yeah. bomb. It does feel weird. And yeah, I was I was wanting to discuss that with you, too. Yeah, what's the place of... How do you talk about hard things well in, in media? Yeah. In music or movies? And I'd how be, do you... Yeah. I'd be much more willing to, to be totally behind this... If, for example, there was somebody who like survived a bombing mm-hmm. who was singing slash wrote the lyrics or something like that, and it feels to me like Chris Martin and the gang. I'm just gonna say Chris yeah. Martin because mm-hmm. I'm assuming I think he's the main lyricist. Yeah. Okay. He wants this like collective consciousness sort of thing, mm-hmm. and I want to get too philosophical right now. But like everyday life, he's just trying to connect us all. Mm-hmm. Like the last song, mm-hmm. everybody hurts, everybody cries. And back to the generic. Yeah, <laughs> I was really like, nervous when I heard yeah, that one. I'm like, yeah. uh oh. Uh-huh. But I think at the end of the album, it's yeah, like you a go summary. through the whole album, it's, yeah. it's not like, oh, profound. Everybody yeah. hurts. It's like, Here's no, hey, yeah. this is what we're saying. A lot of cliches are really true, mm-hmm. but you need to get through a bunch of crap first yeah. to Dig appreciate yeah, the cliche. Absolutely. And so I feel like I'm going to give everyday life a pass, but I also can see how somebody could get perturbed yeah. or mad mm-hmm. at at Chris Martin for for 
for singing like he is someone who could identify with one of those people, which mm-hmm. he just can't mm-hmm. fully mm-hmm. because he's a white guy from Europe. Wait, wait, where is he from? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah England. Yeah. I, I thought the same thing for Trouble in Town. He there's a line where he's like, uh, he's talking like Trouble in Town because they killed my brother Brown, uh, yeah. and then he's like, he's something about like, oh, you like you can't get up because their system just keeps you down, and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, aren't like. I don't want to get, I don't know, it's hard to dig into the time we have left, but like how, so you are a white man, so it's like, what do you mean their system? Isn't this Uh kind of a system that you're a part of as well? Uh But then when we come to poetry, it's like, okay, do you you take in authorial Mm -hmm. intent or you just think of the speaker of the poem? You're not like... as an English major, <laughs> oh yeah, you know you're 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 not supposed to like say, well, Wordsworth was saying this. It's like, oh, the speaker of the poem because Emily Dickinson can be an eight year old boy mm-hmm. in her poem, and that's fine. But but are we, you know, cool with Chris Martin being of a different nationality? Yeah. You know, like the speaker or of the poem. That's yeah, exactly. Whatever you want to say, like. I think that that's the beauty and creativity of poetry, uh, that you can be anyone, but you got to be careful with your Mm -hmm. platform. And I think Mm -hmm. I want to just have people listen to it and make their own opinion, you know? Yeah, I think that's very, that's, I I love that. Yeah, because if I didn't know a bunch of background, I would be like really judgmental of orphans Mm -hmm. and everyday life. (laughs) And (laughs) because I listened to the whole album, I'm like, oh... I think I'm more okay with this and willing to hear what they have to say because they're giving voices to other people at the same time. And it's beautiful musically, which I think helps the lyrics spring to life a little bit. Yes, I totally agree. I say say the last thing, and this this that I would want to comment on in this chat about it is moving from Trouble in Town. um, Well, then there's the song Daddy um, after a little bit. Um, And there's some, it's uh, in between there's this gospel. It's cool. You you have Uh this gospel influence. Um, which is this big fan of the gospel. Big fan of the gospel. Yeah. So you have a, this uh, traditional classical Western influence with When I Need a Friend, uh-huh. uh, religious as well. So you've got like Christian early influences. You've got uh, Islamic influences. Uh, it, it's really cool, I think, how it, com- how it comes together. Yeah. It, maybe lacking co- cohesivity, co- cohesiveness. Co- cohesion. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Thank you, English major. Um, uh, like you said, but I, I think it does a really good job at bringing all those elements together. Yeah. I um, need to give it a yeah. few more lessons before my final yeah. verdict, but, but, uh, but yeah, I keep, uh, well, you know. and then, so then there's daddy, which is uh-huh. the song where Chris Martin is speaking of Emily Dickinson being an eight year old boy. Uh-huh. He, Chris Martin is a eight year old girl or so. Oh yeah. 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 Um, and the only reason I laughed when you said that is because we in the past have made fun of Chris Martin saying, <laughs> Birthday. Yeah, but daddy, it's my birthday. <laughs> yeah. It sounds a little funny. But. but in the context of the song, it works, in my opinion. Yeah, so at first listen, I was like, this is gorgeous, for one. Mm-hmm. Like, Chris Martin, well done on like yeah. the falsetto and the chorus. The reverb mm-hmm. really suits it well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, okay, it's, it's a song. I don't get what he's trying to do here, was mm-hmm. my thought. I don't know if this is intentional or not, but then listening to the rest of the album, so Trouble in Town, you, like we talked about those Afro beats, um, in, in the drums that end out and it slowly slows down into a heartbeat rhythm at the end of Trouble in Town. Oh yeah. And then Daddy starts with that same effect heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering is that an intentional choice to connect those two songs mm-hmm. and then out of the racial tension of Trouble in Town is this not just a song about like a a, a 
a girl missing her dad or a dad that maybe passed away, but is this a commentary now on systematic, systematic racial oppression, family structure? If, if that is true, that adds a huge weight to, mm. to daddy as a song. Mm-hmm. I like to interpret it as that. I think it yeah. becomes a lot more resonant. I think once you notice the heartbeat, I'm willing to definitely yeah. agree with you. you know? Um, I, I think that, uh, Trouble in Town is really strong handed with, it, it has the recording from a police officer oh, yeah. that, and that's, mm-hmm. other bands have done that before. It's pretty mm-hmm. strong handed and I'm not going to say like, don't do that. But also yeah. it felt like it didn't feel new or smart to me in a way you're tackling the issues. Yeah. If it, if daddy is what we're presuming, maybe it is. I, I love that as what I would consider a really nuanced fresh way to address that issue that really hits home so i really yeah. liked that if that's the case I, yeah and i think that's the cool part of this album is that there's so many layers to peel back and mm-hmm. you can find new revelations in that mm-hmm. and to a lesser extent i think knives out you could rewatch it and you still like can understand the plot on first watch but on second watch you could like appreciate it a little mm-hmm. bit more maybe mm-hmm. um but uh I want to make some stupid arbitrary rating system, and <laughs> this was uh, a recommendation from Mitch Barron, um, and he was saying, you know, you got to do that, and I think what I want to do, I just thought of this right now, was, is uh, you should watch Knives Out, or Knives Out would be, would be better if, mm-hmm. so for example, it'd be better if you're wearing your best sweater, <laughs> eating some Thanksgiving dinner, and like... Um, I don't know, maybe sipping on a glass of wine or something in your favorite country mm-hmm. home, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know, like out in the woods somewhere. I just think it's more fun if you kind of get yourself in the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, let's think about it. So, well, I would agree. Knives Out, I think, is better if you're wearing a sweater. Yes, <laughs> that's the most, the best part. It's like everybody's... Chris Evans sweaters. Yes, yes. <laughs> He's so good at wearing yeah. a sweater. <laughs> and that scarf... Everybody's costume was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I would say I don't know. Th- this is less silly, but for for everyday life, I think it's better if you listen to it at sunrise <laughs> and the second half at sunset. That's what I'm actually. talking about. It's, yes, it's, it, it's funny because I go to work at sunrise. And I'm coming home about sunset, <laughs> so I'll listen. To, and it's about the length of half the album, yes. so I'll listen to the sunrise yes. half on my way and the sunset half on my yes. back. Yes, I I love that so much because I think so many people like talk about art and they're like arguing about it or debating it whatever and one person watched it in Scandinavia when they were having a horrible time of their life and one person was in Florida having a great time in their life not that you can't have those in those places, <laughs> those places. but you get what I mean it's like like you just watched it when you were in a crappy mood mm-hmm. and I watched it when I was in a great mood not mm-hmm. saying that's true for us but I just love that 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 your current state affects your opinion of the movie mm-hmm. yeah like you're not gonna want to watch, um, you know, planes, trains, and automobiles by yourself in on your phone, mm-hmm. waiting for you, you know the results to come back from uh, in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah like, no, I would not want to watch that yeah, movie. Yeah. So I wouldn't watch that. I wouldn't want to watch that movie in a lot of places. Well, that's because we've seen it. And we, don't, we don't love it, but don't hate on us for that. If you love planes, trains, and automobiles, it came to my mind because I think *Knives Out* is the perfect Thanksgiving movie without like saying Thanksgiving in mm-hmm. the yeah. movie. Anyway, how do we end this? Oh yeah, we just yes. fade out. Yeah. Well, right. no, or, we have oh. to tell them about like, hey. Oh right, yes. yeah. Hey, <laughs> like our Facebook, yes. like uh, follow our Instagram. We're on uh-huh. both. 
Um, follow our Spotify. Yes. So Spotify can tell you when we have new uh, podcast episodes yes. out. Yes. Um, we'll be posting uh, things on Instagram. Maybe some of my art is coming soon. And um, maybe some opportunities to see behind the scenes on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And... Um, you know, I would love to post, um, you know, something we could sing or something like mm-hmm. that sometime. That'd be fun. It's fun yeah. to not just talk about making or things that other people have made, but making things yourself. Um, Gets you in the creative mood. Exactly. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. And uh, we hope that, you know, you come back and if you have any feedback, just like, you know, send us a message, write Absolutely. a comment. And you can write a review once we get it up on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud, hopefully. That should be coming soon. Exactly. We might shout you out if you write us a review or something like that. Um, thanks for listening. Do you think there was ever a veggie from VeggieTales where like the creators were like, we're not using that veggie. Like, no lima bean. Do they have veggies they don't use? I'm trying to think of what they use. Like, you don't see... I guess you do see a squash... Right? Or gourd? I don't know. You don't see, like, a potato. Is that starch, though? That is starch. But there's also some fruits in VeggieTales. Oh, yeah, there's totally fruits. But what I'm saying is, how do you decide which veggies to use? (laughs) (laughs) And is it a species of veggies? Like, if your dad was a celery, are you going to be a celery? It seems like that.